Hi again, everybody. This is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different niches, different areas, and different expertises, um, all to find out a little bit about how they got to where they are now and pull out some of those things that we can all learn from and being able to up our performance and maybe get a bit of a, a leg up on the competition in, in some of those areas as well. And, and we get to learn some really cool things because we have guests that um, every Every time have just been amazing and, and give us some really good actionable items as we uh, we had up uh, at the end of the podcast as well. A uh, couple of things just before we kind of uh, go into the full interview today because we have a really fantastic guest. Um, two quick things is that uh, we've talked about on the last couple of podcasts as well about some of the things that are happening right now and, and thanking essential workers, which we'll do again. I know that things are starting to open up a little bit in areas, but um, there are lots of people on the front lines that we just want to make sure that we we thank them for what they're doing so that we can make sure that we keep everybody safe at this time. Um, two things that um, that are connected with that with our sponsors is um, Jazz HR, um, the applicant tracking system that we talk about every once in a while on here. Um, they have, for a period of time, um, opened up their platform for essential worker organizations that are trying to recruit people for the front lines. Um, so uh, if you are one of those organizations, if you go to our website at www www.bigideabigmoves.com. Um, there is a link on there that you can access it and they will get you set up to be able to use that for free. Um, the other piece is um, Epitome HR is also um, running some seminars right now or webinars right now um, that are helping people get back to work. So there's a couple of them that you'll notice uh, again on the same website if you go on there. Um, things like job search for uh, for introverts. Um, also the other thing is, is kind of acing the video interview. We all see that remote work is happening all over the place right now. It also means that if you are out of a job or need to get back into the market, um, you're most likely going to have to go through some video interviews. So um, that will be there as well over the next little while. So uh, so jump on those where you can. And I know that um, when we see replays, we'll put those up on the website as well. Um, so we are going to jump right into an interview and uh, really happy today um, to, to have the guest we have. Um, she has, uh, you, you've probably seen her before, but Jana Webb is the, the founder and CEO of Yoga. Um, that's, that's kind of this unique blend of yoga and sport. So I, we're going to talk lots about that today. Um, and um, she has worked with elite athletes, everyone from Olympians uh, to people from the NHL, the NFL, the MLB, NBA, CFL, basically all of the big leagues. Um, she has um, yoga coaches around the world now as well. So that's, that's pretty cool. She was a successful television host um, and executive um, before. Um, and also, uh, you may recognize her from the cast of Real Housewives of Toronto as well. Um, she's been interviewed and featured on everything from the Toronto Star and the Globe and Mail uh, to Inside Fitness, Optimize uh, Magazine, and Breakfast Television. So um, obviously, she, she's been around and you've, you've probably seen her but we're really lucky to have her today so um so welcome janet and thanks very much for uh, for doing this with us right now yeah thank you for having me no problem i'm uh, you know the the first question i kind of thought might be it might be a tough one right off the hop but um you're in one of those um kind of industries where it's connected with fitness and with um sport right now which is a tough time when we're kind of all going through what we're going through right now um how how have you kind of had to to roll with that a little bit um you know now that we're all kind of in the state that we're in right now 
Yeah, it's been crazy. So I, you know, like everybody I had a pity party for the first <laughs> week when I heard all this because I had this big six months planned in terms of speaking engagements and, you know, um, conferences that I've been, you know, wanting to be keynotes at forever. So I was going to be on the six month tour and then everything got canceled. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, it's of course, right? Like that, yep. this is my life. Like, come on, throw me another curveball. <laughs> <laughs> So after having my pity party, um, one of the NHL teams called me and they were like, hey, is there any way you could train our players like remotely? And then I had this like ding, ding, ding moment. I was like, oh my gosh, of course my athletes need me now more than ever. And yeah. so I had worked with Zoom before and, you know, it's kind of been something that we've used in our business infrastructure for so many years. So it's like, let's Zoom it. We figured it out very quickly and you know then that led to me then working with all the other nba teams and nhl teams and you know we're training thousands of athletes a week right now via zoom so wow. we turned our business like within within 72 hours i had an online training program like a curriculum that we generally do in person because we were supposed to be having one live and i was like i said to my team i was like we need to turn this around asap and we did and so for me, like it's been a really great opportunity actually because these teams who generally for years, it's taken so long for them to listen to me and to buy into the program, they now finally need me. And I was like, yes! <laughs> it's this huge opportunity. You've sucked them in now because they, they need to have access to it. Right. And they're looking, and because our system is no weights, it's all, you know, it's all body movement. So the athletes can do it from their home. Like this is the perfect program for them right now. And so oh, yeah. for us, it's been awesome. And we have a lot of leverage right now and it's enabled all of my coaches to get more. We, it's just been awesome for the whole company. Very cool. Very cool. Well, and, and you mentioned that, um, you know, it, it, they're, they're coming to you that way early on, you know, it, uh, there was a time and it's, it's changed a bit now, but I think, um, I think even, even yoga or having some concept of yoga to, I, I know your, some of your early clients were like football players and some of these people that probably it took a bit of coaxing to get them to think that yoga was something that they should have in their regimen. How did, like, is that, is that an experience you had and how did you get through some of that stuff? Oh my gosh, is that ever? And I would say a little bit of challenges like undermining it was a big challenge. Yeah, <laughs> Let me yeah. be very clear, very hard. <laughs> First of all, because you know, this was when I started pioneering this movement, it was almost 20 years ago, right? And so first of all, there was no females working in sport. And second of all, I was introducing this modality that didn't involve like lifting weights and, you know, going out on the field and skills and drills, right? It was like this thing that was so, you know, out there, right? And and I, and I appreciated that because I was an athlete and I didn't like yoga, to be honest. Like yoga for me was like this bad relation. It was a bad relationship and like I kept going back because there were pieces about it in terms of the breathing and the relaxation that worked for me, but the actual like postures of yoga made no sense for me. And that's why I created yoga because yoga for me, just like I was not flexible. I could not do the things that the yoga teacher was doing, but I was interested in it and it sparked my curiosity because of the breath piece. And so that's a whole nother piece on how yoga was created. But in terms of like working my way into sport, yeah, that has come with, you know, a lot of doors slammed in my face, a lot of challenges um, to just like not giving up. Like I just kept showing up. So they just had to eventually say yes. <laughs> 
yeah yeah well and I, and and that's the thing is that you said that um like it's it's kind of that resiliency in getting through it but um you mentioned it was very male centric and you know that's another challenge too and it probably still is a bit of a challenge because even yeah. like a lot of your clients they aren't necessarily all necessarily just the the women's hockey leagues or whatever they right. are kind of men and and has that has that been a challenge from a business standpoint oh 1000 percent. like i've i've <laughs> excuse me i i this is why i wear a hat because yeah. i was okay i need to like dumb my looks down i need to like wear a ponytail no makeup i need to look be um you know what's the word i'm looking for um non-threatening right because a lot of the times like there's women who out there just want to like date a professional hockey player or whatever and so i had to like kind of you know i i now understand that landscape so well that i'm able to alleviate those issues or those concerns right off the get-go i'm like listen like i'm not you know we're here for business we're here for work like all my coaches are trained that way but to learn all of that it took me having to experience that firsthand um that yes i'm a female and yes i have long blonde hair and no i'm not interested in dating your players and you know it took yep. years for that and then that was just even on the performance side of me getting my program but then later on to having meetings with general managers and coaches etc you know i've had to prove myself in so many different ways however many different ways i could just to get a meeting or an opportunity right yeah. um, to the point that i've learned how to position myself you know in front of very many different people right because you have to like as an entrepreneur and somebody who has your own business you have to like know your audience and in sport the audience is not just the athlete it's everybody that's in that ecosystem of sport and so i've you know done the work and have surrounded myself with each of those different positions and people so i can learn what they're doing so i'm able to have a you know an intelligent conversation with them about my program and how that impacts their role, right? And yeah. I think that's an important part in business is, you know, know who you're selling to, <coughs> excuse me, and, yeah. and know that role and how your product or what you're doing can help them. Have you, um, when you've gone, th gone through this process with actually having, um, you know, you, you get in and now you've got to train an athlete, um, how have you been able to like can you think of specific times where you've had an athlete that was really skeptical and what is it that really kind of turns the switch with them um that yeah this is something that makes total sense for me that maybe they were skeptical coming into it well i think like with athletes specifically um athletes are kinetic learners right they need to feel something in their body so I can talk about yoga till I'm blue in the face, but to anybody that wants to work with me or that I want to work with, I just say, give me 30 minutes of your time. And I know in 30 minutes that I can create a physical reaction in their body that they would be like, how in the heck have I never moved like this in my life? Or why don't I know that my big toe connects to my pelvic floor, which connects to my left eyeball, right? So yoga is very much, it's a very sophisticated uh, program understanding the human system, right? And so everything's very nuanced. And so what we're teaching athletes is stuff that they've never learned about their bodies before. And so... I know if I can get them for 30 minutes, I'm going to get a, a reaction physically in their bodies that they've never felt before, but they'll feel stronger and they'll feel something from it in terms of that physical piece. And then I can layer in all the other benefits and the pieces of the program. So that's how confident I am in the program. I'm like, give me 30 minutes. And I, yeah, and yeah. I that's it. <laughs> and, and it is such different movement that even a high 
an elite athlete in their sport are going to feel something completely different. Yeah, because, you know, you think about an athlete, they're so used to just performing, right? And so what that, what that means is in the weight room, they're performing, right? They're lifting weights and they're doing what the strength and conditioning coach wants them to do. On the ice, they're doing their skills and drills, what their coaches are telling them to do, right? But in this little space called yoga, we're like, hey, we're teaching you about your body. And so for these athletes who are assets, who make $25, $35 million a year, I was like, do you know about your breath? Do you know how your breath and your core mechanics work together? Do you know that your foot uh, fascia and your hips work together and and like it's like light bulb light bulb like no because all those other all their other trainers are busy doing their jobs right which is strength and conditioning skills and drills and yoga is really about taking that athlete and teaching them about the strength of their body and their mind and how those two things work together and it's just in the past, there hasn't been time for that in sport and no one's really thought about it. Yeah. And so that's where we live, right? We live in this space of active recovery and really, um, you know, giving these athletes tools in terms of being accountable for their own bodies and what their bodies can actually do. Very cool. Um, yeah. uh, going back a little bit, I mean, you, you know, you've, you've created something that is very different than, than what's in the market now. And, and I know, you know, to get to where it is today, it's taken a lot of time is most entrepreneurs when, when I talk to them have, there's been some kind of catalyst or something that's moved them into, you know, a, a career change or, or that idea that moved them forward. Is there something like that for you? You know, how did you even kind of get down the path of, of creating the company that you have? Yeah, 1000%. And it, you know, I do that I did that TED talk and the TED talk was like what do you want to be when you grow up and so that started a really authentic conversation for myself because I was one of those people that didn't necessarily know what I wanted to be I knew I wanted to be great I knew I wanted to do something for the world um, I knew I liked to make people laugh like I don't know why I always like was that 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 daughter who was like trying to you know, stand out in the crowd um, I knew all those things but I didn't really understand my purpose and you know, around the, in my early twenties, I had had a very successful career actually in advertising. And I was in a, like a little car accident, not like the recent one, but in that car accident gave me this opportunity to kind of reflect. And I remember Oprah was talking about aha moments at the time. And I was like, well, this isn't my aha moment. I'm like lying on a couch. I've lost my job. Like, this is and it's kind of a funny story because um, I was always an athlete growing up and my best friend was a dancer and she always like it was so pretty and stoic and I was always like ponytail like you know like a tomboy and I, I always thought like I wanted to do what she did which was dance and perform and so after that first car accident I phoned her up and I said to her what was that theater school that you went to in Toronto and she was like it was the Randolph Academy and I was like I think I'm going to apply and she's like, oh, buddy. <laughs> she's like, like this school is like, like you have don't to even, don't even think about like, it. <laughs> you have the talent, right? But like me and true Jana fashion, I'm like, yes, I can do it. If that person can do it, I can do it. And so I applied for the school and I remember them saying to me, so wait, you have no dance experience. You don't know how to act. You don't know how to sing. Like, you do none of that. And I was like, yep, no, none of it. And they're like, yeah, no, like you can't come to our school. And I was like, but wait, I was like, I'm a mature student. Like, I'm not doing this to be famous. I'm doing this to prove to myself that I can do these things that I've wanted to do my whole life. So they accepted me and all these wow. different conditions. Yeah, but I had to do like extra lessons and whatever. So I was this mature student learning, like first time buying a leotard and like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> and 
don't even know what turnout. I, and then to the first day of school, you look for your name on a list of which like dance class you're in. And there's like beginner, elementary, advanced, and there's like pre-beginner. And then there's like pre-pre-beginner. So I'm looking for my name everywhere. And I'm like, I'm the only name on the pre-pre-beginner. <laughs> awesome. So it was, it was in, the reason this is an important part of the story is because it was in this, that the Randolph Academy that I found yoga. My singing teacher was, I was dealing with this shoulder injury that I had had during this car accident. And she was like, oh, you need to do yoga. And I was like, what's yoga? I had no idea. And she started to do these things with me. And I was like, oh, that feels better. Like I can breathe better. I can sing better. I was horrible. <laughs> there was nothing going to help my singing. <laughs> And long story short is that introduced me to yoga and I just started to do yoga. And that's where that whole, my, the whole idea of yoga came from is I was out there running around doing yoga classes and I kept injuring myself because I was an athlete and I was competitive. I was going to do whatever that Susie Bended stretch was doing at the top of the class. Like if she was putting her leg behind her head, I was putting my leg behind my head and I had no business biomechanically doing that, right? Like I couldn't <laughs> even get my toes. I can't sit cross-legged. My hips are so tight. <laughs> And so I ended up hurting myself physically, but I kept going back because I was like, there's something about this yoga thing. And what I realized now is it was the breathing and the relaxation. And as an athlete, I was never taught the power of just like your, your body and your breathing. And, you know, in sport, you're always concerned about making a goal or making the right pass or performance or pleasing everybody else that you really don't ever get the opportunity just to harness your own skills. And so that for me was what kept me going back. And so it was that then that spearheaded this idea of, you know, who's bridging. I got an opportunity to go train the Calgary Stampeders. And of course I said, yes. And it was in that moment where I had 65 football players looking at me, this little itty bitty blonde thing coming in and they're like, what are we doing? And I was like, yoga. And it was awful. Like the first, the first yeah. session was horrible. I had no idea about sport, uh, football, especially. I had no idea about managing that many players in that environment, you know, and I tried to teach them these positions, these postures that their bodies were just like not going to do. Like they just don't have the flexibility or would they, should they? And so that's where like I had that moment where I was like, who's bridging the gap between yoga and sport? And I was like, there's nothing out there. And so that's where my work started. And I just didn't stop. And even though I tried to stop, I was like, this sucks. I make, I worked in advertising. I was making like a hundred grand a year. And here I am like working, trying to get a yoga job for $30, yeah. maybe teaching two classes a day. I was poor <laughs> and I, I, I kept trying to quit. And then another opportunity would come my way. And then I'd try to quit. And then something else, you know, it was one of these things where I kept trying to quit, but something kept bringing me back in. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, then I'm going to do it really well. And you know, then the whole seed of yoga was created. The name was created with a football player and yeah. here we are. Yeah. And then it just went from there. And, and yeah. uh, it's, I mean, you've went through kind of a lot of growth. I mean, I know that you have certification of coaches now and, and kind of all of those things as well. Um, so branding has been a big part of what you do. I mean, you could see branding, you know, you've got your hat, you've got your, you know, your stuff in behind there and everything. So, I mean, brand is a big piece of it. So uh, tell us, how do you, how do you approach that yourself? And, um, and, and then, 
you know, it might be kind of two questions, I guess. The other one is that um, I know that, you know, you, you use social media, but I know you've even talked about how to, how do I kind of use that and, and leverage it for my business, but also still kind of keep it, keep a separation there for yourself to keep things kind of real. Um, how yeah. does that work for you, especially with branding and in, in your business? Yeah. So to answer your second question first, cause it's top of mind. Yeah. Um, you know, it is about being authentic and I, I leverage social media, obviously, because it's a great tool to build business and to align yourself with other, you know, brands and, and, comp and competitors to, you know, know what you're doing and what you, you know, to stay on track. Um, but the thing that I will say about social media is, and, and, and this is the important part for, for entrepreneurs and people who want to build their own brand is like, you have to create it yourself. If you're just borrowing other people's concepts and taking somebody else's intellectual property and then you're trying to brand that in your own branding, it's not going to work because it's not authentic to you. And so the big piece of branding is the brand story and your brand story needs to be authentic to you because if it didn't come from your brain or your experience, it will not be successful. If you just have an idea because you borrowed somebody else's idea and then you package it differently, sorry you're not going to have any legs. And, yeah. and I, and I don't want to discourage people from creating something, but like it takes you, your, your creation has to come from your own self. Right. And then, then the brand will have some longevity and sustainability because I can sit here and talk about yoga from the most authentic place because I, I created it. Right. Yeah. If I was selling something, if I was selling Lululemon, I, I didn't create Lululemon. Yep. I, I, can't, I can't speak of their brand, how I could my own brand because I didn't create that brand, right? So, well, and, and I think that it's sometimes lost that it takes time. And, you know, what you've done when you were talking about, you were struggling with, you know, okay, I'm, I'm only going to make this much and I really have to, you know, have to be resilient to get through that. Uh, I mean, that comes from a place in order to have that brand and to have what comes behind the brand instead of it just being the symbol. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that you've, you've built what needs to be in place to be able to, to sustain things. Yeah. And not necessarily all the time did I have the answers on how to build this brand. I just, you know, used common sense and it, well, I knew I wanted to live in the sports industry. And so for me to live in the sports industry, then I needed to surround myself by sports people and I needed to run my business like a sports operation. Right. So yoga is very much, you know, we, we run in the lane of how we run our business and infrastructure is very similar to sport because sport is franchise, right. And sports, sport is brand, you know, brandability. And so, yeah. um, you know, for people who don't, you know, really understand like how to have that sustainable brand, I always say, find your favorite brands, find out their brand story and align yourself with them. Right. Don't yeah. be that, but just align yourself with them because that's where, you know, brand association becomes huge. The, one of the very first things I did was I, you know, I, I showed up at golf tournaments where I knew there was going to be like the Joe Carters and the Jose Bautistas. And I found myself in these places, not because I, you know, it was coincidence. I, I made that happen. Right. I was like, yeah. if I want to work in sport, then I need to be where all the sports people are. Right. I'm not going to go do, you know, a bank golf tournament. I'm going to go do a sports golf tournament. Right. And then I'm going to meet people there. And so, you know, even just from that marketing standpoint, really understanding where your where your brand lives, right? Lining yourself with the, those other brands, 
Um, then the second piece is that brand story. It has to be authentic. It really does. And if you don't have a story, then you need to find one. <laughs> you yeah. need to find one that's real, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I like that you've you've taken intentional steps in where you're going to go. Like that whole idea of where do you where do you go with your brand story is is important um, because it, you you could spend tons of time just going down the wrong path and it not creating any traction for you as well. I mean, your yeah. traction has come from aligning with those other brands that are they're huge brands but it also boosts your brand at the same time yeah 1000 and stay in your lane you know if I get asked it's hard to say no sometimes right like I've had you think everybody in their dog thinks they know how to run their business better than you and they're like oh well you should do this and you should do this and you should do this and you should be like Zumba and you should do this and I was like no I'm in sport and I know it's gonna be a hard path and you know it's gonna take me longer but this is where my passion lies so I have to stay here because you know this could have been a different business probably I could have been a multi gazillionaire by now if I had you know gone a different route but then it, it, then I'm not being authentic anymore to where my mission is and where I'm going and so again another you know piece of advice I'd give to people is like learn to say no and learn to what to say yes to right and have checklists like if it hits your you know your value your mission statements then you should be saying yes if it has nothing to do with your core values and your mission statement of your of your brand philosophy then you need to be saying no right and it's hard to say no I get it yeah. Well, and, and going along with that, I mean, you, you're a busy person, you've got a, uh, you know, you, you've got a busy business, you're also a mom, I know, and you know, you have a life outside of your work. How do you, uh, you know, like any other kind of CEO or, or person who's, who's listening here, uh, how do you balance things yourself and, and make sure that you, you take care of your own health and wellness and, uh, you know, relationships and all of those things outside of your work? You know, I don't believe in balance. And when people say that to me, I was like, you know, what is balance? Like, it's it changes for every person, right? And so balance to me might be completely different to somebody else. Um, my work is a part of everything that I do. And I don't mind that. And so my son plays hockey. And so we're in hockey, you know, and everything that I do kind of involve my I come from a hockey fan, a sports family. Um, I love my work. I love what I do. So I don't really see a separation between like work and life and play and sport because as an entrepreneur what I've signed up for is to be in this 24 hours a day and the reason I can do this 24 hours a day is because I'm so passionate about it and so I would say to you know to to entrepreneurs like what is balance like if you're happy with what you're doing like happiness is the most important thing right and so if you're happy then go with that right yeah. Balance is such an overused word. I'm like so over it because. <laughs> well, and, and I think now, especially with so many people having to do kind of things this way where everyone's remote, everyone's, you know, there's much more integration even at home. It's not like you're in the office and come home. A lot of people are doing all of this stuff that way. There seems to be less and less of uh, there being a separation anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, there is a thing like I do take care of myself. Like that's the part I will speak on is like self-care. And I have my hour every morning that I do for myself. I have my rehab still every day that I have to do. Uh, but that I would say is just like part of my daily routine more than anything. Um, which I would say I can't go ahead and take care of a business and my son and all the people if I can't take care of myself. Right. And so yeah. The piece of advice I always give to people if there's if we talk about balance at all is really take that time for yourself invest in yourself because you're no good to anybody when you're when you're not good yeah and and I mean obviously you've um, 
you've, you've got a business, but you've also become quite, you know, you've, you're almost a, a celebrity along with your clients in many ways, because, you know, especially I'm assuming with Real Housewives, you are, you know, you're, you're noticed around a lot more in a different, with a different group than you normally would with your business. Um, how has that, um, uh, how has that notoriety either, you know, helped or just been different for kind of what you do in, in your business? Like, has it, uh, has it helped you? Has it, has it been the opposite because it's very different than your kind of day-to-day -day business, that kind of thing? Yeah, so the Housewives, is, again, it was strategic for me to say yes to that show. It was definitely a brand play. It was a PR opportunity. And I said that to the producers. I was like, I am doing this show to leverage my brand. I was very yeah. honest and upfront about that because I had met Bethany Frankel years ago. And she had given me this advice. And this was like even before I even knew what the show I was had said yes to. But it's just interesting, again, how all these like little seeds that you plant throughout your career and they come back full circle. And so when Housewives approached me, I was like too busy for it. I was like the Raptors were in playoffs and I was like, I remember doing my interview with them like this and they were out in Vancouver and I was like, um, I got to go like Raptors are in game seven and like, I got to get to the ACC. And they're like, who's this girl? Like she's got zero time for us. And, and I didn't fit the prerequisites in my brain. I'm like, I'm not, a, you know, a wealthy kept one. You know what I mean? Everything yeah. I have in my life is something that I've earned for myself. I'm a single mom. Um, they asked me like what my favorite handbag was or shoes. And I was like, Under Armour. I was sponsored by Under Armour. <laughs> and, I'm like, question. and you know, like I don't shop, I don't cook, like I don't do anything that housewives do. And so it was very ironic that they asked me to be on that show. But then when I found out the name of the show and then I found out the budget, I put on my business head and I was like, of course I'm going to say yes to this. This is going to be awesome for my business. Unfortunately, the same, the show wrapped October 30th and then my accident was November 12th. And so I didn't really get to enjoy all the things in terms of the PR and the red carpets and, you know, for a, like a year after the accident because I was so sick. So that didn't work out so well. Um, and with that, you know, I lost my memory and everything. So for the longest time that that notoriety piece that you talked about, that celebrity piece for me created a lot of anxiety because people were asking for my picture. Like, I, and I'm like, why like I couldn't even remember I was on a tv show and so oh really it was that yeah yeah like I gosh I remember going out I just met my boyfriend at the time and um he took me out and all these people were taking pictures and he was like what is going on I'm like I don't know and then I was like I, like I filmed this tv show and and it was just all so weird and I and I and I didn't know if people knew me because they were a client and then I remembered I was on the show and then I got social anxiety and then I just stayed home because I was like I don't it, it started to bother me that I couldn't remember who anybody was. But then I was like, wait, I don't know these people. They just know me from TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Wow. Crazy. So uh, did that take a long time to get over? Or was it, uh, you know, it did. and then I, and then I started yeah. to get better and then I started to get my memory back and then yeah. I, I started to remember certain people and, you know, and then I just started to tell people cause I looked fine. Um, but that I had a brain injury and that I had a concussion. Yeah. And unfortunately I just couldn't remember who you are. And so now when I meet people, I'm just very honest and upfront. I'm like, listen, if I, if I say you're like, even for us to have this conversation, I have to think, you know, I, all the words like have to go in the right order. Mm -hmm. I've had to relearn cognitive skills. I've had to, you know, I've, I've been doing the work just to get to this place today. Yeah. And, Everything looks fine, but I just need people to know that like 
I fight for this every single day and I'm diligent with my rehab and I'm so committed to being better than even what I was before. I'm like, okay, so my brain's a mess, but let's like, I'm going to make it even better than what it was. Wow. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome because it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a difficult thing. I mean, I know a number of people who've been through, you know, concussion injuries and head injuries and it's, it's a difficult thing. It takes a long time and, and rest and all of those things help, but it's still, yeah. there's a, a lot that and has it's, to happen. It's a real thing. Like there's like the real thing, like the anger and the resentment, like though now that when I talk to my athletes who have concussion and, you know, they have this deranged character or, you know, a untypical character of who they are, I get it. Cause it's, yeah. It yeah, it gives you an insight that you might not have had before. It's unfortunate that you have the insight, but it's yeah. but at least you do, and you can see where that comes from, right? Totally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know. Um, so one thing we kind of wrap everything up with at the end is that we usually ask if if um, if there's somebody. So let's say there's another kind of young woman out there who's thinking, okay, I want to build my own business, and um, you know, is looking up to people like you. Um, are there a couple of things that you would just say, you know, if, if they were to do something right away that um, kind of can give them a jump start? Um, what, what would you think would be something they should do? Yeah, I think passion is the most important thing. And, and, and then layering or sorry, and then reverse engineering that into like, what am I passionate about? Right? Because yeah. I truly think like when you create a brand or a business around passion that it will have legs and sustainability. So I think it's understanding like what, like asking yourself those questions, like what is it that I'm truly passionate about? And then once you find that answer for yourself, then finding your story behind that, like why are you passionate about that? Because I think if you're passionate and you have a story, then it, it's got some sustainability and longevity, right? But if you're just like pulling something, you're like, oh, somebody in Hollywood's doing that, so I should do juicing or, you know, but, but what does juicing mean to you? Like, you're going to start a juice company. Why? Right. So yeah. I think like you need to figure out like what it is that you, everyone know something happens in people's lives. I, I know this for a fact at some point that they're like, Oh, this is, this is what I really love. Like I really love paddleboarding, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, like, yeah. or you have a f newfound passion for something. Well, what is it about that, that you enjoy so much? And then, then you think of like, why and then understand well, what what could i do in this space like how can i share that with people how can i share that with people and you know really you know i encourage people not to think so linear right when you're creating a brand it has to be you know kind of has to be something different if it's going to have some legs to it so very cool that's great advice so um if people are trying to find out more about you jana or your organization or or even just kind of how yoga works uh, how do they do that yeah, easiest is just my Instagram, Yoga Jana, because I have a link tree on there for my Fit Plan, which is my app where people can do yoga. Uh, the website's on there. All of our links to do our certifications are on there. So uh, everything's on my Instagram, Yoga. All right. So yes. down, it sounds like, okay. So head to Instagram, anybody um, who uh, is listening to this on any of the platforms, make sure that you subscribe on here. Um, we'll also put uh, a link in there so that uh, we can make it nice and easy to, to remember how to get back to that uh, Instagram page as well. Um, make sure you subscribe because we have great guests like Jana over and over again, and uh, you'll be the first to be able to uh, hear them when they come up there. Um, the other thing is uh, take a look at uh, www.bigideabigmoves.com com and uh, there is a, a planner on there that kind of helps you figure out things uh, for the second half of the year so feel free to use that and um, you know again we'll uh, we'll see everybody again next time on big idea big moves thanks Jenna